0: Greetings, this is Rosie Mutena and welcome to another session of Speaking Through My World. I would like to share the journey and celebrate uh, the fact that my business, Waka Talent Agency, has reached its 10th year in existence. And although I registered the agency in 2011, a lot of the work on the groundwork and the idea came many years prior to that. And so in this podcast, I'm going to share my journey, obviously share the challenges, because as an entrepreneur, we all have many challenges, but also mainly to share the joys and the successes with the hope of creating future projects and and, and partnerships. So let's start from the beginning. In 2004, I was presenting a magazine program called Studio 53 for MNET, I was a co-host, uh, and my colleague was Gaetano Kagwa from Uganda. And although we were the, the in-studio presenters, we also sometimes doubled up as the on-field presenters and then later on were trained as directors and producers for the show. And it was at this phase of my life that I was exposed and had the wonderful opportunity and privilege of travelling the continent whilst working and exploring the beauty the magnificence the 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 splendor the intrigue and and sexiness of what Africa has to offer, you know coming from 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 a country where we have this elitist opinion about ourselves um, uh, it was incredibly refreshing being able to travel the continent and learning about other other nations and other cultures and it was during these travels that I would uh, Forge future partnerships, um, have discussions with people, which then led into to me hosting workshops on acting or directing or TV presenting. Um, then also led into to to etiquette on set, into looking at contracts, into negotiating money for people. And after a while, I realized as much as I loved this and this was more of a passion project, it was still a business, and I needed to formulate it. And so I got the idea of, let me, you know, trying to see if I could create partnerships with different nations. So, um, create, create, get an actor or TV presenter onto a South African pro- program or vice versa. And I used my my colleagues at Studio Fifty Three as guinea pigs, and we formed contracts and we formed projects. And so that's what led me into actually. Registering the company properly, and that is when what happened in 2011. And when I just before I was about to register the company, I was looking for a name, and it needed to be a name that would be pronounced the same in any language and that is easy to read. Um, and I searched for, for words in French, in Kiswahili, in Luganda, in Pidgin, in South, in South African dialects. Um, although I didn't really want it to be a South African um, uh, language, but it needed to be a word that, that whoever, doesn't matter from which corner of the world you're from, you'd be able to say it and it would still sound the same. So I searched words for shine, talent, um, sparkle, um, uh, legacy, African royalty. And then speaking to some of my East African friends who speak Kiswa, Kiswahili, uh, the word waka kept on coming up, and waka is when there's a fire, and if you imagine one of those beautiful bushfires going out, you that with the crackling and 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 those small sparks that go off into the air, that is what you call waka. And for me, it was about creating a nurturing talent that is here and taking it out to the rest of the world, and so that is how waka came about. And navigating into the space I mean even prior to 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 me actually registering the company I knew it was going to be a daunting experience because at that time 2004 2005 not everybody was traveling the continent not everybody was willing to go and 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 forge partnerships with 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 with, with unknown territories or um, co-productions with other countries um, and it also made me think of when I completed a producer's course in, in South Africa, and knowing that South Africa had co-production treaties with so many other African, with uh, so many other nations, such as England, Canada, Germany, America, but there wasn't. And if I'm not mistaken, still today, um, a proper co-production with with with, with uh, an African nation. And with me traveling the continent and realizing on how uneducated I was as a South African and uneducated in the sense of knowing of what is happening north of our Lumpopo and the power and the magic and the strength that lies within the continent, I knew I needed to tap into that. But as I said before, you know, navigating the space was not easy, and especially if you're a black crazy woman coming from South Africa – and so my journey did encounter a lot of sexism because, as we know, the global entertainment market is still male dominated. It is changing drastically now. Uh, I would say uh, there's more representation in, in our entertainment industry in West Africa than it is across the continent. And that is, I mean, that's just another beautiful conversation to start and have at a later stage. But dealing with that level of sexism, um, and then in South Africa, dealing with another level of racism. And this came about when, 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 I, um, when I started casting for, for films, when I started casting for, for commercials within the South African space and having to deal with that type of racism of people trying to undermine your work, um, uh, undermine the way I was, I was, I was processing my casting. Uh, for example... Casting in South Africa is very different from casting across the continent. So my first casting um, job was actually in Accra, Ghana, and then the second one was in, was in Nairobi, Kenya. And um, I, was, I was hired by MNET to do the casting for Tinsel, which was an um, a MNET production, but it was based in Nigeria. And the casting process, they were looking for characters, pan-African characters, uh, looking from East Africa and from Ghana. And so I went off to to Accra on my own, um, found a a camera crew that were there, and we started the process of casting and and getting the word out. Now, at the time, there wasn't a huge um, amount of well-known agencies like they are here or or organisations like the, the PMA and so forth. So how we would get the word out was get onto radio stations um, social media, Facebook. I wasn't very, very big on Twitter at the time, but Facebook was 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 our main was our main captive audience of sharing that there's a casting. This is what's happened. So basically, it was just open castings. You you would get there, look at the person, and then give them a script and say, "Okay, this is what, we're in, what, what is needed." And it was during this process that I realised that my my background in acting. And my background in 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 working in TV and what is needed um, came into play because although somebody might come in and 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 not fit the role that we're looking at, if they had a special appeal or a different type of a skill or a different type of a craft that was that was quite unique but hadn't been worked on or hadn't you know that was still raw, um, that person needed to be acknowledged. So I would make notes on certain people. Um, who, although they didn 't fit the specific role that they auditioned for, could play a role of, for instance, an older mother or a younger child or, or you know whatever whatever um, personalities they, they, they pushed through in their audition and I made these vast parts notes and gave it to the production team, and through that, other characters were then born and so I adapted this approach for when I came to to when I, when I started casting in South Africa. And this is where the problems came in because, yes, I would contact our local um, talent agencies and obviously put out the calls and they would then send their people through um, and reserve time for the people. But I also used to make the calls onto my social media platforms and have these open castings and open auditions because I knew that that is where a lot of the raw talent would lie. And so, This ruffled a a number of of, of top agents in the country because suddenly their talent would then have to go up against um, people who hadn't had representation. For me, that wasn't a problem because for me, that was just opening up the market, that was opening up the scope, opening up space for more people to have work, for more people um, to to, to find their way onto our television screens and in films and on stages and so so forth. but like like everything else, is that when when I'm faced with a challenge, I keep on pushing through and pushing through, and I formulated wonderful relationships with with um, other production companies such as Fireworks Media, which I did a lot of um, the casting for their short films for ETV, uh, their film, um, uh, uh, and 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 other commercials and moving forward, and so. As uh, after I, I I'd, I'd started working on the casting locally and and I'd registered the company, my my bouquet began to, to grow a lot more because uh, word got out of the work that I was doing and the connections that I did have and how I utilized them and also the relationships I'd formed. You know, many people have have contacted me and I've contacted many people, but our our passions or our energies didn't were not aligned. And there's no fault from my side, no fault from their side. But that was also one of the, the the ethos, and one of the things that I that I always work on, especially when working with people within the agency, is that if our spirits clash, or our energies clash, it means that that you know we're not going to create magic, and that is okay. And so that is also the reason why I've also kept a lot of my talent and my clientele very very small, is because of nurturing those type of relationships, nurturing what we have, seeing what else we can do for each other. And even if we're not benefiting financially, somewhere along the line, that benefit will happen. Um, and also, you know, as much as we do that for each other, it's also building up that reputation that, that you know, um, we don't fall into the exposure model, So as Waka stars, and this is something that I've I've, I've learned from myself being in the industry, is that um, being asked to work and being remunerated through exposure um, does not make sense. It does not pay bills. And this is one of the reasons why so many of our artists and so many of our musicians and entertainment um, um, engineers and geniuses are dying poor, because the exposure model is more of an exploitative model. So that is one of the rules about about negotiating contracts with with WACA Talent Agency. And so um, moving on with the years is that finally uh, we had established ourselves as this this pan-African talent agency. We had footprint from East and West and Central Africa. And slowly but surely we started to work on projects where we were able to bring artists from Ghana to South Africa um, create voiceover artists. In fact, our first voiceover uh, contract that was signed was a a local South African-based advertising agency contacted me and said, I have a client um, who is from, from Ghana and we need a voiceover artist and the person needs to sound Ghanaian. And my answer was, well, why don't we just use a Ghanaian? And so I was able to link them up with my client who's based in Accra uh, because of my previous uh, partnerships and relationships, we already had somebody who had negotiated a deal who owned a radio and, and a studio, and um, they were able to record that. The client was in South Africa, client was happy. There's only a two-hour um, time difference between the two regions, and within 24 hours, it was then delivered to client, and then obviously invoices were put out and, and money was paid over. And one of the things that, that in fact, the, a few things in terms of, 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 of the work that we do do at Waka Talent Agency, and uh, there are two areas of the entertainment industry that I don't focus on and I don't do, and that is music and, and modelling, purely because I've never been a musician and I've never been a model, so I would not know how to handle those type of situations and I would not know how to handle those type of contracts as much as you can get your, 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 your information offline or speak to other people and so forth. But for me, my, my um, main philosophy behind what I do as a manager and, and even my assistants in the respective countries is that if you don't understand the scope of the work, how can you represent somebody's career in that, in that spectrum? So all the work that, that, and, and the artists that we, that, that we carry, there are the TV and radio personalities, work which I've done, um, voiceover artist, I've excelled at that, MC facilitator, speaker, I've worked and excelled at that, uh, actor, uh, TV directing and producing. These are all areas which I know I understand. I've worked um, uh, within various contracts within co- in South Africa and even globally. And so one of the other challenges regarding contracts was that when it came to negotiating these are the early days, I mean a lot of it has changed now, but how our contracts were structured in South Africa wasn't necessarily wouldn't necessarily work in, in another region where the entertainment industry is still being built up. So, for instance, one of our clauses in a contract here is that you need to work a 10- to 12-hour day and then you get paid overtime. Um, a lot of our crew have, have a union that you, can re- that you can belong to and so forth. Whereas in a, in a developing industry, entertainment industry, where a lot of the time because of either general people uh, working off generators, uh, power failures or working if it's going to be on location getting from one location to the other takes a lot of time working a 10 to 12 hour day is doesn't make sense so those were some of the challenges that we had to that i had to work on in terms of how to structure certain contracts but we got around it and and trying to understand how different territories work so East Africa versus West Africa versus Southern Africa and moving on to my next point is that I always 've always and I still have this this crazy passion for East Africa and um, particularly for Uganda and I always say to people that, that something happened in a previous life that i 'm part of my soul is Ugandan and um, so a lot of the work that i 've done and a lot of my my concrete partnerships and synergies have been east african, and so I got to a point in my life where um, Uh, a life issue happened, and I'll talk about that life issue now, where I needed to to change gear and shift gear. And I thought, well, this would be a perfect opportunity for me to really tap into a Ugandan market and understand it. And how do you do that is actually by living in the country as a Ugandan and as a business person. So what led to that was that after a couple of years of, 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 of me building up Waka, learning in terms of directing and producing Uh, also went on another personal journey of me trying to reclaim my African identity, which is a different podcast for a different day, Um, I decided to go back to acting. And unfortunately, um, being an activist and going into a space and seeing um, people being disrespected, um, noticing high levels of sexual harassment, uh, there was absolutely no way that I was going to remain silent and then trying to be forced into doing and saying certain things, um, speaking for myself, I was literally pushed into a corner where I had to resign from my job. Um, and I needed to do it because it was a political move to make my standpoint that uh, just because I'm a black woman doesn't mean that you have the right to tell me to take off my clothes. And, you know, as history dictates, we know that women who speak out in the industry are blacklisted. And although i Come came with over twenty five years of experience. I still was put into that place. And so, after that had happened, I needed to uh, find a distraction and change gear uh, while I processed what had happened to me, while I had to heal from that trauma, but as but just also remain in the industry and still try to 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 live up to my passion. And so I believe that you know God puts us through these different, different areas in our lives to push us, but also make us um, learn and change from, from, from whatever trauma we've been put through. And so I put out my feelings to my Ugandan connection, and before I knew it, there was a job offer for um, a TV network, a quite a big one in, uh, based in Kampala, Uganda, and it was head of uh, uh, productions and programming and acquisitions. Uh, and also I'd be a head of talent, and so my idea for taking up this job was to understand how the broadcasting space works uh, firsthand, be instrumental in creating wonderful content for East African market, and then also see how the talent are accepted, how they're treated, how contracts are negotiated, and what the standards are of the industry. And although that whole process of of living there for that year was also brought its own trauma and its own challenges and uh, I suppose another podcast, even another book um, to write about my experiences there, um, after coming back and dealing with that and, and, and processing everything that I'd been through, I then looked at the bigger picture and seeing, okay, now I understand how contracts can be negotiated. Now I understand the price frame um, of producing something, of putting a sponsorship to a program, on the type of content that is produced in East Africa, on the type of content of what can be sold in the global market. And over the last couple of years, it's been focusing on, on, on how to build that, especially from a production point of view, and how we can create synergies with South Africa, the world, um, but predominantly with, with East Africa. And uh, in 2019, uh, we were just about to get together with a, with a wonderful deal, which would, would have been like the first uh, South Africa, Uganda, uh, USA co-production Um, and as we were negotiating and sorting things out and getting the right sponsorships on board, 2020 came around, and before we knew it, COVID hit. And like every industry, everything shut down. All contracts that had had been signed were put on hold um, or stopped, gigs had been canceled indefinitely. Uh, Nobody could have prepared for this. Yes, you can, every contract has its out clause or it has its clause if somebody dies, but there's never been a pandemic clause. And for about three to four months, uh, as we were all dormant and I could not produce any work for my talent or for myself, um, I realized, okay, this was another time for reflection, another time to, to really change gear. And then just before I was about to, to really shut shop and, and close down, I realized that for a very long time prior to the pandemic, we had already been working remotely, and we had mastered that, and we just needed to tap into those resources properly. So, how we shifted gear was that creating home spaces where uh, home home studios, um, tapping into to our clientele who already have the existing studios, um, using our talent who are, are are proficient at 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 speaking at facilitating, and then creating online content. So the gigs that were cancelled that are now online gigs, you could still hire your favourite MC speaker or facilitator because they have the system set up at home. Voiceovers would operate in the same way. Uh, that is when work obviously came about, and that, that is how we've, 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 we've restructured um, 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 Waka Talent Agency and, and moving forward and trying to find other ways of creating online um, content, creating online synergies between different, different brands, between different nations, between different territories. And we still have a long way to go because, as we know, the travel ban is, there, is still here. So um, no actual travelling or, 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 or talent um, coming into South Africa and creating the content that we wanted to, but we were able to, to, to also shift gear. And this has also opened up another avenue, which is tapped into another part of my passion, and that is my activism. And each and every one of my Waka talent stars are either activists in their own right or have their own passions or or ideas to want to change, bring about social change. So whether it is ending gender-based violence or creating awareness on malaria, on water sanitation, um, on sex trafficking, on whatever it is, is then tapping into those resources but then using their voices as the catalysts. Um, and, and, and where the world is moving now, especially in terms of, of um, because the budgets have broken down, uh, budgets are non-existent, there are not many jobs, and, and people seeing the need to bring about change in society, um, this is also just another advantage that a lot of my, my clientele have um, in terms of the work that, that, you know, that, we're, do, that we're doing and, and what they can do moving forward. And so, in closing, um, my message to anybody out there is that, first of all, going into this industry, know your craft. Uh, if you don't, then then there are so many ways of tapping into that. Um, sometimes it can be incredibly daunting, but if it, if you're driven by passion and there's something that you know you can do, uh, don't allow anyone to stop you from doing it, Um sexual harassment is very, very rife. Sexism is still there. And as much as I have navigated my way out of very, very difficult situations, uh, I can honestly say that, that, that uh, although what, has been, what had been put on the table in some circumstances and what I would have had to give up in terms of myself and my own dignity, I'm glad I've chosen the higher road. Although my bank balance might not reflect it, but I know at night I can sleep at night. And, um, and so in closing, it's, 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 we're here. We're still here, 10 years, still going. Um, at present, we have uh, um, a footprint in, in 12 African countries. We still only represent uh, uh, TV and radio personalities, voiceover artists, brand ambassadors, speakers, facilitators, MCs. We still do not tackle... Some of my artists are musicians and models in their own right, but we do not handle those contracts because I, we, we cannot give that level of advice that is deserved. And that is a very, very strong message to up-and-coming artists is that choose a management team who know what they're doing and understand the scope of the industry um, and also who have your best interests at, at, at heart, not just about the money. Choose a management that that you can have those conversations with that are approachable and that have the level of transparency that we also have. And um, in terms of, of, of navigating um, new territories and new spaces is that uh, you'll never know if you can succeed unless you try. And I know that's an old cliche, but the, the leaps of faith that I took from from giving up my job at Generations to pursue other work, to me leaving and packing up my country and in my home here to go live in and work in Uganda for a year. Um, although it brought a lot of tra- trauma and challenges, looking back now, um, was these were some of the best decisions that I've ever made in my life. And so contact us through our website, which is www.wakaagency.biz, or pop us an email, info at wakaagency.biz. We're on all social media strands. Um, we're approachable. We can offer a, 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 a bouquet of different languages from the South African languages, for, from East Africa, which is predominantly Luganda, French for Rwanda, Kiswahili for Tanzania and Kenya, uh, Nigerian pigeon, Liberian pigeon, Ghanaian pigeon, uh, Angolan, uh, Portuguese, and of course Francophone, which is French-African. We have representatives from the DRC and of course from Gabon. We are so open for business and we are looking for new opportunities. We're looking for, for new projects, for new partnerships, and to grow and, and see how we can grow for, for, for the next 10 years. Thanks so much for listening to my journey and I hope that one day we'll be able to do business together.